Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am here with Frankie Simmons, who is a life coach. She is a visibility coach. She honestly, the way I can describe her is just like this ball of sunshine on Instagram. I know you guys are going to love her. So I'm really excited to get to know her and more of her business today. How are you doing, Frankie? I'm doing amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. We've talked about doing this for a long time. So I'm glad I finally got my shit together. <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about your business, how long you've been doing it, when you got started, all of those good details. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I am an intuitive life and business coach. Um, basically just here for people that have big dreams and just want to support them in all the ways because I'm obsessed with them. Um, and I've been doing that for about, in different forms for about two years now. Um, I started out working like five years ago on staff at different brands doing um, social media management and digital marketing and then went from there to working at an agency. And so when I first went freelance, I did social media management and then kind of have just really evolved my services step by step as I gained new skills and more perspective and found different ways to support entrepreneurs into where I'm at right now. Um, and yeah, it's been the most fun. And so yeah, where I'm at right now is just kind of I want to support people in, like I said, all the ways. So like making sure your business runs well, but also making sure that your life is fun and your relationships are fun and you're healthy and like just pretty much everything I can do to make sure you're your happiest self. Cause I think it's all part of us getting to live our purpose. Totally. It's like, if one of the things is off, then all the things is off in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's so interconnected that the reason why I finally was just like, okay, screw it. I'm not just a business coach. I'm a life coach is that I found out with my clients, we would end up talking about their marriages or their, you know, relationship with their mom anyway. Cause the way you show up in those relationships is usually the way that you're showing up in your business as well. So it's like, you can't really pull them apart and your business is going to be at its best when like all these other places are at their best as well. Totally. That makes total sense. So how did you make that? Was it like a gradual jump from going, when did you decide to go fully freelance? How did you take that leap? And then what was the process like going from doing social media management to more of this life coaching stuff? Yeah. So the process of going freelance was not very graceful for me. Um, <laughs> basically, I had a job that I had been assured like was going to be long term. I was sure I was going to have a position there and ended up um, they ended up like eliminating my position at this company, like very abruptly. I think it was like June 20th. I was told July 1st, like I wouldn't have a job. Oh so it was this very big leap, but I had a couple clients that I was over their accounts at the time I was working at an agency as an accounts manager. And, um, one of them was like, Hey, we really love working with you. Is there any way that you would consider doing this freelance? We would love to like pay you. Um, and I would, I don't think I would have ever considered owning my own business if it wasn't for that. And so basically had this weird time where I was like working with them on a contract basis, but also looking for other jobs because I didn't really know. And then along the way, just kind of like got really excited about the possibility of being my own boss and decided to just pursue that. So I never had any other um, side hustle or any other income. This like kind of had to be my full-time income pretty suddenly. And so 
had to build things pretty quickly from there. And so in the process, um, you know, of course you find out so much about mindset and personal development and the process of entrepreneurship is like so much of learning about yourself and having to grow really quickly. And so along that process, becoming so obsessed with mindset, um, I realized that I really wanted to be able to help people with that as well. And also figured out that like, what I was doing with social media management was going to be so much more effective and helpful if people were armed with the confidence and the clarity and the positive mindset to be able to actually show up online in the way that they wanted to. So um, I just realized that I wanted to like not give people half the solution. I wanted to be able to give them like the amazing content plans and the mindset work that was going to allow them to effectively use it. Um, and then along the way also just kind of started seeing this thing in entrepreneurship where like, I feel like there's two ways we handle like planning things where there's one side of the spectrum that's like super hardcore strategy. And they're like, if you get this many people on your email list and you talk to them with this copy, like you'll have this conversion rate and then you'll make this much money. And it's like so structured and so planned out, which makes people who are like a little bit more intuitive kind of die inside. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> it makes me die inside. That's exactly <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other side that's like your intuition knows everything and you literally don't have to do anything unless your soul finds it sexy, which is beautiful and a lot more of where I land. But also there's a lot of people, me being one of them that would like to have a little bit more structure yeah. than that, a little bit more stability. And so I kind of set out on this journey of like finding how can I stand at that intersection of saying like you can have something that's structured enough that makes you feel protected and that you know is going to work but that also builds in room for your intuition and is like crafted specifically for your soul um, so that it's actually fun for you and feels like something that you know your heart can get on board with um, and so that's what all of my packages have been built for is just kind of giving you enough structure that you feel safe with enough room for your intuition that you can still be spontaneous and still like um, yeah just feel good about what you're doing and so yeah fine from those realizations just kind of like put together all of my services and they've just continued to evolve to where they're at today yeah. Well, you say it wasn't graceful, but that sounds graceful to me. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely is graceful looking back in the moment. It was kind of like a, what is happening? Um, just because it felt like this plan I had for my life was falling apart, but it is when I look back, I can just see how everything was really falling into place and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. So tell me more about that balance that you bring to people because I totally am that person who I'm like, I go with the flow, but then all of a sudden you go with the flow and then you have no safety to like mm -hmm. truly create the best things that you can. So what are some tips that you give people if maybe they're coming from this place of like, I just go with the flow. How do you create more structure or safety in their lives? Yeah. What are some of the things that you would help people with? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is to recognize and allow yourself to believe that your structure gets to look totally your own. Mm -hmm. um, so you can, so I remember one time when I was thinking about this, it was like, I don't like to, or I like to have more structure and more routine to my day. I know that it makes me more productive and more high vibe, but I like hate the, the entrepreneur thing of like, you have to get up at 4am and you have to like <laughs> make your bed every single day and then work out and then work for 12 hours and all of that. And so I was like, okay, well, what would this look like if it was structured in a way that just looked totally mine? And then I just sat down and kind of planned out the day. And so it's like, my workday usually doesn't start until like 11, but before that I'm doing all these other beautiful things and then just kind of 
putting a structure into place, but making sure that there's no piece of it that somebody else handed to me, that it's all just my own. And I think that's something we don't see a lot of. We think formulas and strategies are things that are given to us by other people for us to follow. But really, your soul already knows the way that it's designed to operate. And if you allow it to call the shots, it will lead you to something that's going to like satisfy both needs, that need for protection and that need for like spontaneity. And so, yeah, I think the biggest first step is just like allowing yourself the confidence to say like, I get to lead my own life. I get to make this look like what I want it to. And then actually sitting down and being like, okay, well, what do I want it to look like? And then how can I follow that? Yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, there's there's like a weird thing. There's like entrepreneur guilt if you're not waking up at 4 a.m. and doing all of these mm-hmm. things and it can start to feel very like, well, I think part of it is that our mindset goes towards, well, I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. so I'm not going to be as successful as this person. But yeah, in reality, how many entrepreneurs do you think are actually waking up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> you know, like yeah. how many people are actually doing that? Maybe in like the olden times or something. Like, <laughs> I love, I just love that. It's so empowering to be able to create routines that feel so good to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that I repeat constantly and kind of just one of my mottos for my whole life and that I give to my clients all the time is that your desires aren't accidental. Like the, what you want to do and how you want to do it is not just some like pipe dream of like, oh, that would be nice, but this is the way things are done. It's actually your soul telling you like, Hey, this is what's going to allow you to have the success that you want. And I think it just takes a lot of confidence and empowerment to like see yourself as an authority enough to trust your own heart, even when it maybe goes against some of those more like conventional um, norms or stereotypes of what this is supposed to look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. What would you say to somebody who is super structured and they maybe Mm -hmm. embrace more of like the flow? Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I I feel like people who are very structured, they might have just found their happy place and like far be it from me to come in and say like, (laughs) you're not doing what you need to. But a lot of times people do find themselves in structures that like aren't making them happy or maybe they worked for three months, but they like don't anymore um, or they totally burned you out. Um, And so if you're finding yourself in that place where you're just feeling like, you know, maybe there could be a little bit more joy involved in this business thing. Um, I would just invite you to like, kind of look around and see like where, who, whose rules am I following? And it's sort of the same process as when you're wanting to add in some structure. It's still just you having the self-awareness to know what you need and having the self-worth to follow that, even when it goes against maybe what did work in the past or what has made you money or what your business coach told you to do or what, you know, Jenna Kutcher told you to do on a webinar, like taking yourself as the own authority, the biggest authority in your life, which for somebody who's maybe built their life and their business around a lot of structure, um, and maybe has things already really planned out, it might look for a little while of you kind of deconstructing that and saying like, okay, for the next week, I'm going to experiment with just like sitting in silence, meditating a little bit and seeing what my heart wants from me, or like taking this routine out and seeing what I most naturally find myself doing and just kind of observing yourself and being curious about yourself and finding out what brings you joy and decluttering those places in your brain that like, are full of other people's voices shouting at you what you're supposed to do. 
Does that make sense? I feel like that was a rambly answer. <laughs> no, that was good. I mean, I like what you said even just about sit in silence because sometimes, I mean, I've definitely had parts in my life where I've been super structured because I felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I structured my day so much that there wasn't any time for silence. And so I think that's such a good starting place for somebody who is maybe in that place where they're not happy and they are feeling so much of like that masculine energy of go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Just sitting in silence can do so much. Yeah. And it's crazy what even just 10 minutes of that can do when you are so used to filling your head with other people's voices or with just everything that you've got going on. Just like ask yourself, when was the last time that you actually heard what your own brain and your own soul had to say fully? And know that, you know, you've got so much amazing wisdom to offer yourself and you just have to make space to actually hear it. Yeah, totally. I love that. So beautiful. Um, and I think a problem that we have now is 10 minutes goes by so slow when we're not looking at our phones. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like your phone dies and you're waiting for it to like recharge in 10 minutes and it feels like a lifetime of time. But when mm-hmm. you think about it, like, 10 minutes, I can totally spend that just sitting in silence, but it's crazy how our brains have shifted with like social media. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I, I still see that all the time because I'm still working so much on being more disciplined with myself, but I I've noticed that my brain will do this thing where when I think about meditating for 20 minutes, it'll say like, Oh, you don't have time for that. And then I will spend half an hour watching YouTube videos and it's like, okay, well clearly you had time for it. It's just like what your brain defaults to or or sees as an inconvenience um and so yeah it it is a process of like noticing those times in your day where you're spending all of that time but still telling yourself like you're way too busy to sit for 10 yeah, minutes totally I feel like I just want to like take busy out of my vocabulary because I say it non-stop but half mm-hmm. the time I'm not really but like half the time I'm yeah. on Instagram or and in reality even as entrepreneurs if you're whole business is based off of Instagram. You, we don't have to spend as much time as we do. I know I don't like mm-hmm. it's, it's such just a default of picking up my phone and then thinking for 20 minutes as I scroll, should I meditate? Should I journal? Should I do this? And it's like, yeah. I could have been done by the time that I wasted on this. So Absolutely. how do you balance that? Like how, especially maybe earlier when you were doing social media management, what did that look like for the listeners who might be in that same place? Yeah. Um, Well, I think it's a process of first, like not allowing things to, I guess, being more structured and intentional with your time a little bit. So I have all of my social media apps, like don't send me push notifications at all, Mm -hmm. because when I'm not on social media, I don't want to have that like pop up and all of a sudden be like pulled back in there. And that was a, a very intentional thing for me of like protecting my energy and saying like, okay, there are times when I do have to be on there, but when I'm off, I'm going to be fully off and I'm not going to be like thinking about it every time I look at my phone. And then when you are on there actually being intentional about the purpose for it. So like, are you there to connect with people? Then like go connect with people and don't spend it like, you know, stalking your crushes Insta story, even though that might be fun. And then, you know, sometimes you are there to stalk your crushes Insta story and that's cool. But like, actually, I think if you have a set intention for why you're opening this app, then it makes it so much easier for you to actually get done what you need to do and then return to the rest of your life. Um, Rather than I think a lot of times we do make that excuse of like, Oh, I'm a business owner and my business runs on Instagram. So I have to be here for three hours. It's like, you might have to be there for three hours because you don't 
actually do the thing you're supposed to do yeah. when you actually when you get on there so totally yeah that makes sense Hi, girl. I am interrupting this podcast episode to remind you about the Kinsco World Social Media Camp. This is going down on June 8th. We have special pricing going on right now. There's only, well, as I'm recording this, there's only 18 spots left, but I'm sure that is going to change in the next couple of days. Hurry and get in. It's going to be awesome to have this in-person interaction. We're going to get clear on your social media strategy. I'm going to give you one of my biggest secrets to content creation to help you plan months in advance if you would like to. Uh, and then as well as just having the community of business owners to network with, to talk to, we're really going to be stepping into our power as leaders on social media. And so this is for anybody who has a business or who is wanting to start a business. My point with this in-person workshop is I want to leave you ready to take on the world. Like you don't need to buy another course after this. You don't need to hire a coach. You don't need to do any of these things. They're fun. And if you want to do them, but I really, this this course, this in-person training is going to leave you with so much info and so much to do, not in a bad way, that sounds bad, uh, not so much to do in like an overwhelming way, but so many opportunities ahead that you aren't going to need to turn to somebody else for more validation. I'm going to set you up for success. So come join us. Go over to my Instagram, World on Instagram and DM me or go to my website, kinskoworld.com to get more info about it. It's going to be so fun. Come hang out with us. Come step into your power. Come bring your social media up to the level that it needs to be to get you these cells, to get you this business rolling in consistently. Okay, back to the regularly scheduled content. Um, speaking of your Instagram, I feel like you're one of the people who I follow who you're totally being yourself online. How do you do that? Has it always been easy for you? Was there a moment when you started being yourself more? What did that process look like? Um, yeah, I love social media and I actually like always have even back when I was, it was kind of 2014, 2015, I started using social media a lot more. And that was actually when the app Vine was around. Mm. Um, and I was like minorly Vine famous, had my little corner on the app. (laughs) And I think that's where I kind of learned to just like get on there and be goofy and not really worry about it and actually learned that's what people really liked for me. Um, and then I feel like I had to relearn it when I started my business, you know, cause we're all like wired with this, like, this is what being a professional business owner looks like. And people aren't going to want to pay you if they feel like you're incompetent or ditzy. So you have to be a little bit more buttoned up, but I just started to see like little by little, the moments when I would allow that personality to come through, that was what people would respond to a lot. And then I sort of realized, I think I had a a bit of a moment of burnout at one point when I was realizing how much of a front I was kind of putting on when I was showing up on Instagram. And I was like, I started this business because I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to not have to like follow other people's rules. And then I just fell into following other people's rules. It was just a different set of people. So like, why am I doing this if I'm not going to be obsessed with every single part of it? Like, why am I even 
like going off on this process of building my own business if I'm not going to be in love with it. And I just decided like, I want to be wildly obsessed with every single piece of how my business runs. And so I just started going off of that and like making Insta stories that I would want to watch and making, you know, packages or sales calls or like whatever it was that like I thought were so fun and so cool. And I think anybody would be crazy not to get on. And that's, I think, been kind of my guiding light. And so it is really fun now to show up. And I, and with that, I think, um, and this is something we've talked about too, um, you know, you do find those people who are just as obsessed with what you're obsessed with. And then those are your people. But I never would have found those people if I hadn't just like started dancing or singing or talking about how I like spilled my coffee all over my bed or whatever it was. How do you find the balance between share? Do you ever feel like you share too much of your personal life? Do you ever, cause I feel like as entrepreneurs, we all have that battle of like, mm-hmm. when is too much? Do you ever ask yourself that question? What does that internal process look like? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, and, and the funny thing is I'm actually a pretty introverted and private person, which people sometimes get surprised by because I do share more of my life online than others do. But I think I have kind of delineated in my mind, like what I feel like is for myself and for my inner circle and what is for other people. And that a piece of that is like, what do I want to share with people? And a piece of that is also like, what's helpful for other people to know. So I actually had, I don't think I've even talked about this online yet. But, um, back in January, I went through like a really crushing breakup. And I remember in that moment, just being like, I could show up and be, and like talk about this. And probably people would think I was really vulnerable and really authentic, but like what I have to say right now probably isn't actually helpful. So while this is a story that I'm going to share, I think we do have a responsibility to share from a place of having at least healed a little bit than speaking I think I heard a quote one time where somebody was like, you have a responsibility to speak from scars and not from open wounds. Cause sometimes what you say in those really emotional moments isn't even helpful for people. (laughs) And so um, I think it's a little bit of also bringing in like, while I do want to be authentic and I want to really share my life with people, I also want to be helpful. And I want to be somebody who's like putting good things out into the world. So there's always a bit of like, what's the purpose behind me sharing it? Is it just because I feel lonely and I want to be validated and I should find that somewhere else? Or am I sharing this because I actually think it's going to benefit somebody um, and like bring light to their day or bring, you know, wisdom that they were looking for. And so it's kind of a constant conversation of like knowing yourself, knowing what your reasons are for showing up and then knowing when sometimes you know, you would benefit from sitting with yourself a little bit before you just like hopped on a Facebook live. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry that you went through that, but I 100% understand where you're coming from because mm. I think sometimes in those hard moments, whether it's a breakup or a fight with a family member or whatever it is, it sometimes feels nice to be able to go online and get validation from people. But mm. I do think there's power in like healing those wounds on your own. And then you'll come with so much more wisdom once they've healed. Yeah. And like what I, what I kept telling myself every time I had like a rant I wanted to go on or like a a really emotional thing I wanted to share was like, Hey, write that down. And then someday that might be really helpful for somebody to see, but you actually don't really know right now because you're kind of caught up in your own stuff. And so it's like, there are going to be really vulnerable moments that I share, but I might share them when I have a little bit more rationality (laughs) that I can bring to the situation. So I can make sure I'm not just 
yeah, like speaking out of my own desire to be validated or to not be lonely anymore, I'm actually doing things that are going to help others. Yeah, I think that's so, I mean, sometimes people will share a lot of what they're going through and everybody's like, oh, you're so brave and whatever. Everybody has their own form of bravery. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's even more brave to like do the healing yourself, do the journaling, figure out the things, write those posts, but then to come when you're ready because we also have to protect ourselves. Like, yeah, when we're showing up so much and giving so much of what we have to give, there becomes a point that you can give too much, not to like not benefit your people, but it's, it's you, like you have to protect your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that is the other piece of it is like, nobody is going to safeguard your emotions, safeguard your joy, safeguard your energy if you don't do it for yourself. And definitely your Instagram audience isn't going to do that. So (laughs) if you're in a sensitive, tender place, like be a little bit more protective to yourself and like, don't show up when, you know, people have the potential to wound you. Like, show up when you're, when you're in a strong place that is a little bit more stable. Yeah. So what did your business look like during that time? Um, it was interesting. I, so I've always felt like whenever I can show up and really serve other people, even kind of, especially when I'm going through something myself, me getting on a call and helping somebody else, like actually really helps me to feel better. So I literally got up the next morning and got on all my client calls and I don't think anybody knew. And it was really, it was in some ways good because it is just healing for me to be able to like, see what I can still do and to, and to have that it's just such a joyful, fulfilling thing for me to get to talk to my clients. Um, And then I also had moments where I had to reckon with like, okay, you really didn't take all the time to process this. Um, And so I think there was a moment where I had to like really set aside some time because I did kind of keep moving forward really quickly. Um, And so it it was an interesting period, but I think that's where it's really helpful to know like, what is the foundation and what are the essentials of your business? Um, And then what is the fluff that you can cut out? So like, while I did show up for all of my client calls, I wasn't necessarily like planning a whole bunch of Facebook lives into my content calendar or like planning, you know, extra meetings on top of that. um, Because I know what it takes for my business to keep moving. And that is just for me to like show up authentically online when it feels good and to serve my current clients. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to pair back and I'm going to just do this. And it's really beautiful to see how when you've really nurtured that foundation, that's kind of all you need. And you don't really have to do all the like keeping up with your SEO or like, you know, being hyper, hyper visible in the times when you don't really have that much to give. Like if you've nurtured a good foundation for your business, it will carry you through those times when you're having more of a human moment. Totally. That, I mean, that makes sense. That's like why when you're feeling good, it's good to invest more time in your business and like put all this stuff into there because it will carry over. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, oh, go ahead. Um, well, and I just think that's why, um, like I said, my business is here, not just to be a thriving business, but it's like, I don't want to build something if it's not going to support my life. So like, I have to build my business around days when I'm not feeling great. Or I have to build my business around times when I need to take time off. And I think that was a time where I really got to see the benefit of all that, like work I was putting in really prioritizing. This is not just going to work because I'm a great businesswoman. It's actually going to work because I'm like a human and I get to show up in all the moments of my humanity and still succeed. 
Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a mindset shift. Like I've had times where I've been going through tough things and in my mind, I'm like, my business is going to fall. And it's like, no, it's not. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. Stuff isn't always perfect in your personal life. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody and sorry if it's still fresh, but like (laughs) going through like a breakup or whether it's ending a relationship with a friend or a significant other, like what would you have told yourself looking back now? Mm. I think so. I think this is especially for people who are very ambitious and growth oriented, which I'm sure is, you know, your audience of people who are like (laughs) really here to get shit done. It can be so frustrating to have something go on that like really takes you out or really brings up a lot of uncomfortable emotions. And I think I found out the ways that I had like learn to process my emotions in a way that was like, okay, I feel these fears coming up. I sit down, I do this mindset process, I move through it. And then I get up and I go out and rock my world and having something that was actually like, you are really going to feel this for a while. And Mm. there's nothing you have to do to change it. There's nothing you can do to fix it. You literally just have to feel it and process it and go through it. And like, it can take some time, um, was really frustrating for me because I just, I wanted to feel like that person who, you know, like in all other areas of my life, I'm a very get shit done type of person. I don't ignore things. I like want to work on them very efficiently and having something that just had to take some extra time and that I couldn't force and I couldn't like rush through was really frustrating for me. Um, And I think I actually prolonged the process by resisting that. And if I had just kind of sat into it, I think, you know, there were not that, I'm looking back and like shading myself for how I process my breakup (laughs) ways to do it. But I think the best advice I got was just that, you know, there, there isn't really a wrong way to do it. And all, all that's asked of you is just to like really be with it and to not ignore any piece of it. And that's actually the fastest way through, even though it feels kind of scary when you're thinking like, if I really let myself feel this, I don't know that I'll get any work done today. Like, that's going to be so much more efficient than you kind of ignoring it and having it just continue to kind of like fester inside of you. Yes. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I mean, I am that exact type of person who it's like when you're going through something like that, time is what heals it. And Mm -hmm. the sooner you like let time heal it, the sooner it will heal. But it's frustrating because you're like, well, how much time? Like, give me a deadline. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It's like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I, and yeah. And I think for people who are maybe a little bit more well-versed in like mindset work, you know, we kind of have a process for how we usually deal with uncomfortable emotions. We have a bit of a formula for how we handle like our fears when they come up or our frustration when it comes up. And so having something that's like, there really isn't a formula for this, Mm -hmm. um, can just feel really foreign and really scary. Um, but it just kind of is, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. but it's a, a beautiful learning process if you allow it to be. Yeah. And it makes you, I feel like every single hard thing like that I've gone through, it really snaps you back into reality of what you mm-hmm. care about, what matters, what's working in your business, what isn't working in your business. It's like a big wake up call. Absolutely. Yeah. You learn so much through it. Um, and it, you definitely come out more strong. And I remember at one point, um, I was in a moment where I was just feeling so much sadness and 
I was talking to somebody and I said, I don't understand what the point of this is. Like, I know that I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be a strong person, but like, what is the point of me feeling all this pain right now? Why can't I just like ignore it or just go about my work? And I remember they told me like, the point of this sadness is that you get to move forward with all your pieces. So a lot of people ignore this and they decide to like, just rush forward and try to get through it as quickly as possible. Um, and to move on before they're ready or whatever. Um, and then five years or 10 years go by and they have to go back to this place mm-hmm. and like pick back up all their pieces that they had to leave behind because they refuse to acknowledge them. And if you can move forward with all your pieces right now, then it's just going to allow you to be so much happier when you're happier and to have so much more wisdom and so much more perspective. And I think I heard that in that moment was like, okay, whatever. Like, I still feel like shit. Thanks. But like a couple weeks later, I remembered it and I was like, oh, I get it now. So yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. I feel that's something that I have struggled with in relationships. This past like bad breakup that I had, I did a lot better. But as I've healed from that one, I've noticed shit. Like I have all these other breakups that I've just mm-hmm. hustled my way through and just got busy in work and did this and did this, that it does totally feel like that. It feels like I left pieces of myself back with that old relationship. So that, yeah. I mean, I love that. That's so beautiful. So what would you say to somebody who is like, okay, I like want to start into mindset work. Maybe they haven't done a ton of it yet. What would you say is the first place they should start? Mm. It's like a really big I, question. There's like five. Yeah, you could do. it's a lot. <laughs> but I feel like with all of the work that I do, the first step is always self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Like actually owning what is. And so usually what I tell people to do is just to sit down, give themselves like 15 minutes and just ask yourself, you know, if you're a business owner and you're wanting to work on your mindset specifically for business, asking yourself, how do I feel about my business right now? And then getting into all of the places that shows up. So how is it affecting my relationships that I feel this way about my business? How is it affecting my life? How is it affecting my self-esteem? Like turning over all the stones about how you feel and just like letting yourself kind of free write and then going back and kind of picking the, the two or three emotions that feel the most prominent and that carry the most weight. Um, and then asking yourself like, okay, where does this show up in my business? Am I feeling really insecure? And usually that shows up in my sales process or it shows up in how I, you know, show up online, like what pieces of my business are carrying this emotion for me. And then once you have that awareness, it's just diving into like, what are the stories and the beliefs that um, are making up that feeling? And where did you pick them up from? Which is a lot of times going back to like very early childhood and like digging up all of this like stuff that feels really icky to look at. But um, and then kind of just starting to reframe that. And I think what a lot of people do when they start in with mindset work is they really quickly jump into the positive side of things and just like having affirmations and like giving yourself pep talks and And those things are beautiful and they have their place, but I think it's important to recognize that that's the second step of the process. Um, And if you jump into that too quickly, um, my favorite way I've heard it put is like, you're putting icing on a shit cupcake. Like your icing might be great. Your cupcake's still made of shit. And that's still what it's going to taste like when you bite into it. And so um, actually allowing yourself to do the work of really cleaning that stuff up so that when you start to bring in affirmations or this next step of the process, it actually gets to work for you because you've, you know, cleared out the space for it. 
Yeah, that, I mean, it's so true. I hear people like that are like, oh, I'm going to start, I'm going to read the secret or whatever this like Mm. surface level type stuff that they start taking in and then it doesn't work. And it's like, of course it doesn't work because deep down in your heart, you don't believe you're ever going to have money because of this or that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's such good advice. It's like, I need to charge people for this podcast episode and send it to you. coaching. So everybody that's listening to this, go do that right now. That will change everything for you. Yeah. And it it is crazy to see like how prevalent that is. I was just talking to a client the other day that was talking about, she did a a money course with like this very well-known, um, like very successful business owner. And she was like, yeah, the first step was we wrote down 25 of our limiting money beliefs. And then we just flipped them and made the opposite of that money belief. And those were our affirmations. And I was like, okay, did you ever do anything else with those money beliefs that you uncovered? And she was like, no. And I was like, why do you think this like didn't work for you? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's like, that's also a goldmine. And it's like more uncomfortable to deal with than the positive side of just being like, I'm a money magnet. But like, there's actually so much gold in that if you can like have the bravery to really sit with it. Kind of same thing as processing a breakup. Like you just yeah. got to sit with the uncomfortable stuff a little bit more. Yeah, totally. And there's, I mean, there's just this conversation that I think people have in the self-help world where it's like, you can't think negative thoughts. You can't think about the bad. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not true. We have to, like, we have yeah. to get down to the bad or it will keep influencing us. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't like be in charge of what you don't actually understand. So like if you don't actually have the fullness of what your fears are and what they look like, then they're still running the show. Um, And so, yeah, you really have to give yourself the space and understand that, yeah, it is not going to screw up your manifestation process. If you take five minutes and like rant about how you're frustrated, it's not going to ruin everything. If you admit that you're scared, like it's just, that is, and that's actually something that can so constrict the flow of sales or money into your world is just by like refusing to actually voice or own what's there. So you have to allow that to be part of the process too. Totally. What, what, what have been some of your biggest limiting beliefs that you've uncovered, like mm-hmm. being full-time freelance or being an entrepreneur, anything that like has to do with the business side of things, what are some things you've had to work through? Yeah. Um, I think there was definitely a lot wrapped up in money when I started. I think for most of us, there is um, of just the belief that if I wanted more money than I needed to absolutely survive, that I was being selfish. Um, and so really had to dig into that and work through um, just reframing that story and making sure that I understood the good that I could do with money when I had the ability to like survive and then some that like really the most selfish place that we come from, which it's a, you know, understandable place to be is like when we do try to hold ourselves to like only having what we need to survive and nothing else. Cause you can't give anything to anybody when you only have what you need to survive. Like you get to bless other people when you have more than enough. And so um, kind of reframing that and being like, I am a kind, empathetic, compassionate person who wants to help others. And because of that, I need to have you know, a million dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that was a huge one. And then there was just so much around like learning to see myself as a leader and, um, and also learning to see like 
me as who I actually was as a leader and not me as like, if I really buttoned up and like put on this suit and learn all these big fancy words, like, and, and never use the word like in a sentence, then like people will respect me. But actually saying like, I can stumble through a sales call. I can have typos in my post and people will still pay me because I'm smart and I'm capable. Um, that was like such a process of actually getting into why I didn't have that confidence and that authority and, and learning to trust myself with that. I think a lot of people have that. I mean, I Mm -hmm. feel all the time where I'm like, I listen to a podcast episode that's so polished and they have all these different segments and I'm like, that sounds awesome. I want to do that. But then I let it hold me back from just being, so how did you do that? How did you step? Was it just a series of like, no, I am the leader because now as like a follower of your account, I totally think of you as the leader. Was that, (laughs) how was that process? What did that look like? Yeah. I mean, I think, so there was that first step of like, okay, well, why don't you see yourself Mm -hmm. as a leader and kind of getting into all the places that I maybe picked up from other people around me that I I didn't feel taken seriously. Um, and just kind of what played into that story and, and where I had learned this. Um, and then just really learning kind of what we were talking about at the beginning that like your desires aren't accidental and that like you were designed for exactly what you're here to do. And so I am never going to be somebody that gets all the details right. I'm probably always going to be five minutes late to everything in my life. (laughs) And I actually think that like I've learned to love that about myself so much, like all the really ditzy noodly ways that I show up in the world, I actually adore. And I think that they're a piece of me being able to serve my purpose. And I've actually, once I allowed myself to step into that and to start showing up with that, I started to hear other people reflect that back to me. Like I have been told from people that like one of the reasons they hired me or got on a call with me is because they saw me like dancing in my Instagram stories (laughs) or they, they felt comfortable with me because I actually talked about like what I was scared of or because I didn't, because I was really like sarcastic and jokey with them or people have told me they hired me because I was really vocal about my political beliefs. And so it's, it's nice. Once you step into it, you start to hear that feedback from other people and it allows you to validate it. But I also did have to like get to that place where I could show up from that before I could start hearing that feedback. Um, And I think it was just a process of, yeah, cleaning out the places that didn't love myself or take myself seriously. And then like really training myself to where like, I love every piece of me unconditionally. And I believe that I can do anything I want without changing anything about myself. Yeah. I love that. That like should be on a sticker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I saw you did a post a couple posts ago talking about success can mean different things to different people. And so I'm curious, Mm -hmm. what does success look like to you? Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day and I sort of came up with my personal definition, which is um, success for me is living a life that I have chosen and that nobody else chose for me and that I didn't just fall into. So in every way, like actually being aware of the choices that I'm making and then choosing them intentionally. And this isn't just like, oh, I have to show up for a job Um, that somebody else that like, I just have to do, even though I don't like it. It's actually like, when I wake up in the morning, what I do is because it's what I chose. And it's not something that I just do on autopilot. When I show up in my relationships, and I ask for what I need, that's because I trained myself to do that. And I'm not just sitting in like the insecurity of like, not being able to 
you know, be the friend I want or have the friendships I want. I'm actually like working on every area of my life and seeing that grow. And so for me, yeah, my favorite thing about life is just like knowing that we have the potential to wake up and change anything about ourselves and about our lives every day. Um, and so for me, success looks like just showing up to that process every single day and seeing every single piece of my life get better and become something that I chose for myself and I worked for. And that wasn't just like handed to me. Yeah, that's so, I love that because so much of the time, I think people, we want to feel like victims and we want to feel like, Mm. oh, my day sucks because this person did this or this person did this. And like just owning it and owning that you are where you are because you chose to be there. I think that gives us back so much power. It does. Yeah. And it is a, it's an uncomfortable amount of responsibility to take on at first of, yeah. of, yeah, it does come with that flip side of like, okay, well, if I don't like things, that means that I chose that too, mm. which is, yeah, kind of a sucky thing to own sometimes, but it, it does come with so much empowerment for yeah. the opposite side of like, okay, well, I get to change this then. Yeah. It's like, it sucks in the moment of like, well, I'm the reason that I'm here. But then as soon as you flip the switch and it's like, well, I could be the reason I move out of this place too. Mm-hmm. It, it really puts a lot more power back in your hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you a silly question that has to do nothing with business that I ask everybody. <laughs> Who is Amazing. your celebrity crush? Oh, I feel like it shifts around. Um, I love Diego Luna from the like new Star Wars oh, movies. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like he's not even somebody that like, if I saw him on a dating app, I would be like, Hey, (laughs) but like for some reason, his personality and just the way he is in the movies, I think he's the cutest being in the world. He has like, (laughs) yeah, his vibe. That's what's known about dating apps is it's like you, if you could see these people in real life, you might have a different thought about Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, you had to take the selfie from that angle, okay? (laughs) It just ruins everything. (laughs) No, I like that. His personality is, like, very likable. Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on and, like, sharing your story and being so vulnerable with us. It's such a fun conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for letting me share all the things. I've had the most fun. Of course. And tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and what you're up to. Like, do you have, are you accepting any more coaching clients? What, what are you offering right now? Yeah. So I am at Hey Frankie Simmons on Instagram. Definitely come join the party. Um, currently do have some spaces open for one-on-one coaching. And I actually just this weekend announced um, for the first time that I actually got certified as an energy healer about two months ago. And I've opened up some sessions for that. This is the modality of energy healing that has absolutely changed everything in my world. And it's been really cool to see what it's done for the clients that I've worked with so far. And I currently actually have some discounted sessions available that are going really, really quickly. So if anybody has anything that they're wanting to change in their world and they're willing to try something new, like definitely reach out before those slip away because they're really cool. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to need to have you on again to talk all about the energy stuff now. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been awesome.